The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Stacking the Box podcast. I'm Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill. Thank you for tuning in, however you're watching, whether it be on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. And, of course, if you're listening on iTunes later on, thank you very much. Please subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. Go for it. Any event, it is now June, so we are moving towards OTAs, yep. or I guess I should say the later portions of the OTAs, mandatory mini camps in mm-hmm. a few weeks for most of these teams. And then we have a little bit of a break of about six weeks up until training camp, although, of course, we'll be here each and every Monday. Mm-hmm. So, with that all being said, I think this time of year is always a good time to kind of look at what the league is presenting to us as a whole because there's yeah. not a whole lot of day-to-day news. And so, when I'm looking at, at the season, I'm trying to find those teams that might jump out and surprise us, either yeah. for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Last year, of course, a couple of examples, the Rams. The Jaguars, right? Two teams that nobody yep. expected much out of. They end up going to the playoffs and win their divisions. On the flip side, everybody said, oh, Seattle and Green Bay are going to be the two teams to beat in the NFC. Yep. Neither one gets to the playoffs. So this year, which teams league-wide do you feel are sleepers that could go in a positive direction? I mean, it, it feels like beating a dead horse at this point, or maybe pointing out the obvious, but the 49ers are a team to really, really look at, in my opinion. Uh, they, they ended last season hot. You know, they get Jimmy Garoppolo in the trade. They fleece New England, which is something that doesn't happen every day, but it's not surprising that it did happen. But since they, ever since they got Jimmy Garoppolo, the future has been bright, and the future seems to be arriving a lot quicker than we thought it was going to because when Kyle Shanahan got hired, we kind of figured he was going to turn things around. But the, the timeline was much more stretched out than it was now. Jimmy G's in town. They draft well. They do pretty decent in free agency. And now they're in a division two where Arizona's, they got, you know, they're not doing anything anytime soon. Got to build up Josh Rosen. They got Sam yep. Bradford and all that. We just mentioned Seattle. Are they going to bounce back next year? Are they on the downturn? Uh, they gutted the team pretty much. It was not the same thing that we saw. And then the Rams, as good as they did this offseason, it reminds me a lot of the dream team in Philadelphia, the Namdi Asamoah year where they got everybody and then all of a sudden it just went off the rails. So the Rams are good on paper. They did great last year. To me, the 49ers are set up perfectly to at least be in the wild card hunt and maybe even the division hunt later on in the year. Yeah, look, you know, the Niners are intriguing for all the reasons you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But really the biggest reason for me is the pairing of Garoppolo and Shanahan. Yeah. Because in the NFL, especially now more than ever, you need to have a great combination mm-hmm. at those two positions. Oh, Head yeah. coach, quarterback, two most important in the franchise. Um, and so Garoppolo has not lost a game that he started yet. Now, of mm-hmm. course, you know he started, what, I believe it was five games last year for the Niners, mm-hmm. a couple from New England. Um 
He looks great. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's going to be the next big star quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. So I'm sure he'll go for a well in Foxborough when Brady <laughs> retires. That'll, yeah. that'll be great. Um, and then Shanahan, look, I, he was the hot name when he got hired there. Yep. Coming out of Atlanta, ran the best offense in football. And everybody said, including myself, well, I want to see him do it without Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman. Well, they look good. When yep. Garoppolo got in there, they didn't lose a game. So – I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited about they have a very good front seven. They do. That nobody talks about. Look, they've invested a lot of draft capital in it. Mm-hmm. Ruben Foster, who now has been seemingly cleared of, his, of any wrongdoing. You have Eric Armstead, mm-hmm. first-round pick. You have DeForest Buckner, yep. first-round pick. Solomon Thomas, Solomon third Thomas. overall pick. That's a lot to invest in that mm-hmm. front seven. Now, the secondary, they go out and they get Richard Sherman. Okay, he's coming off the Achilles, but he's a guy who I think is a really good fit there. He's yep. from the area. He's from California. I like what they're doing. I, I don't know maybe if it's a year early for them, but, you know, a lot of people thought, hey, maybe it's a year early for the Rams, mm-hmm. and they won the division. Yeah. So, look, the Niners are definitely worth watching. Yeah, and you have to keep in mind, we're talking about Shanahan building that offense, building out the relationship with Garoppolo. The guy building the team, John Lynch, Another, if we're going to talk about the front seven isn't talked about enough, John Lynch and his hand in all of this not talked about enough either. Sure. Remember, when he got that job, People were like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't believe that he got this job. He's not qualified. He's going to screw it up. He's got no experience. The 49ers are making their first big mistake of this new era. People were ready to write. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. I'm off. They're like, well, you know, it's going to be real nice when they're looking for a coach and a new GM in a couple of years. And now, night and day, John Lynch is putting together a really good team. He's got, for all intents and purposes, a really great relationship with Kyle Shanahan, which is key. You know, that's another underrated thing. If the head coach and the GM are getting along, that's good news. So, to me, I'm really excited about what's happening in San Francisco. And it's, it's, you know, a year early, you can make that argument, I think. But to me, it, it's going to be hard to bet against them. I mean, I think right now they're at least the second-best team in the division because the Cardinals are rebuilding. Well, it's, and, fault, and, yeah. well, but, you know, a lot of people, I think, expect Seattle to bounce back. I do not expect I don't that. know about that. Seattle got rid of a ton of guys yep. this offseason, okay? Whether or not they retired or they released mm-hmm. them – Sheldon Richardson, Jimmy Graham, yep. uh, Paul Richardson, uh, I, I believe uh, Richard Sherman, of course. Yep. Um, there are Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, mm-hmm. potentially Cam Chancellor. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't care how great Russell Wilson is. And by the way, uh, they still can't block anybody. Nope. Okay? They still can't run the ball. I'll be very blunt. I'm shocked that Pete Carroll went back. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to say, you know what? Let this be somebody else's problem. I'm going to retire. They yeah. also, by the way, changed coordinators on both sides of the ball. That was surprising okay. to me. So, like, they have a million things going mm-hmm. on in Seattle. I think the Niners are a legit threat in that division. I think the biggest question is, we know they've got some star players. Yep. The guys around those star players, are they mm-hmm. good enough to keep the train rolling, or can teams, better teams, kind of focus on those stars and choke them off a little bit because you don't have to worry about the other guys? Example, Marquise Goodwin's a good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Garcon, Pierre Garcon coming off injury. I don't know that they have enough weapons right now. Yeah. To spray, but like again, 
comes down to Shanahan, can he scheme it up well mm-hmm. enough? He could in Atlanta with all that talent. Can he do it in San Francisco? We're going to find out. Well, that's the thing, too, and I'll, I'll finish up with the 49ers yeah. on this, but we were mentioning how Jimmy Garoppolo didn't lose a game since he became a starter, and right. a lot of that has to do with Jimmy G. A lot of it has to do with Shanahan scheming. No like question. a game, you know, you talk about, it's kind of just assumed now. People are like, yeah, he hasn't lost a game since he's been in San Francisco. But you have to break it down and look at the parts. Specifically, that game that they played against Jacksonville, which is, to me, the best defense in Let football last year. They blew them up. And not like over the course. They blew them up in the first 10 minutes. And that game was over. Like, before the second quarter, you've got the Jaguars, the, the defenders are fighting on the sideline each other. You've got, you know, Malik Jackson shouting at people, and you've got A.J. Boye's over there getting upset. They knew, and, they knew Blake Bortles wasn't about to score 30 smart points in that game. And that's yeah. the thing. You, you know, you, you'd say Jimmy G and all this, and it's great, it's true, but the scheming and the swagger of that team, the confidence of that team to go up against the Jaguars, who at that point weren't in the playoffs yet, but nope. were still fighting for it, were generally accepted to be the best defense or one of the best defenses, and to go out there and just light them up, that, was, that to me was absolutely fantastic. And it's those things that I'm looking at which gives me confidence that the 49ers are going to be all right. The Niners went from being, in my opinion, the most talented team in football under Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. to losing everything Bad. in an offseason, including Jim Harbaugh. They, went, they had four coaches in the last four years. <laughs> Okay, if people forget, forget about Jim Tomsula. I was going to say, don't ever forget about Jim Tomsula <laughs> and Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip okay, Kelly. and then they find, but hey, the Niners went from being everybody's pick to being a team that could barely win three games mm-hmm. to now being everybody's pick again. So, hey, uh, good for them, fun yeah. to watch. Another team that actually is, is interesting to us since we're in the area, mm-hmm. uh, actually right in the city, I'm, I'm interested to see Chicago Bears. Yep. Uh, they had what I think is a very strong offseason mm-hmm. now. A lot of people are going to make the comparison to they're just like the Rams of last year. And, and I understand that comparison. I even agree with it to some extent. Matt Nagy comes over from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a bright offensive mind, young guy. He's kind of, you know, a Sean McVay-ish type, yeah. type of character. They have that second-year quarterback mm-hmm. in Mitch Trubisky, who wasn't first overall like Jared Goff, but second overall. Uh, and then they went out and they added some guys. They added Allen Robinson. Yep. They added Trey Burton. They, they added Taylor Gabriel from the Falcons, a speedy mm-hmm. receiver. So... The Bears added quite a bit, and the defense was already pretty good last year. They were able to keep Kyle Fuller yep. at corner. So the Bears are intriguing to me. Now, the problem for the Bears is they're in a brutal division. Yep. All three of those teams are good, and a couple of them could be very good. But I really like what the Bears have done, and I think the Bears could be dangerous this year if Trubisky can step up a la Goff in 2018. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about how the 49ers might be a year away. I guarantee you the Bears are a year or two away, which is fine because it lines up with the timeline of Kirk Cousins is going to be in the final year of his contract with the Vikings in a couple of years. Who knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? He wants all these player options. Maybe he'll leave. Maybe he's going to fall off, hit that veteran cliff or whatever like that. And so that kind of lines up with Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, Matt Nagy, this whole plan in two or three years really coming together. When you have a vacuum of power at the top of the NFC North, they can seize. They're going to be in a position. They're going to be mature enough, and they're going to be in sync enough and have been so long enough to really take control. So I'm excited about what the Bears are doing. I feel like it's one of the longer plays. Everybody's going to be expecting now because of what the Rams did and because of what the Eagles did to a lesser extent. They were more put together than the Rams were. But because those two teams did what they did last year, everybody's going to be harping on that narrative of who's the Rams of this year. We talked about it with the head coaches. Who's going to be the Sean McVay of this year? So I think it's a disservice to Bears fans and to football fans in general to think – 
this is going to be X team from last year. You don't want it to be X team from last year. You want to be the Bears of 2018, and then in 2019, somebody's going to say, oh, who's going to be the Mitchell Trubisky of 2019-2020? So to me, Bears fans, if it doesn't happen this year, it's a lot like last year with Trubisky coming along slowly, glimmers, glistenings of hope, you know, pockets of happiness. Take that for what it is and kind of roll with it, and in a couple of years, it'll be sitting pretty. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even necessarily disagree that maybe they're a year away, but I, I always look at it, and I try to stay out of absolutes in the NFL, mm-hmm. and I, I would say that that's only been a new thing for me the last couple of years because I <laughs> very much have stronger opinions <laughs> yeah. about things in life, especially football. But, you know, I look at last year, and everybody mm-hmm. said – Green Bay and Seattle, they're the two teams. Yep. And maybe in Dallas, all three of them don't <laughs> oh, make the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And so I think you look at it, and I look at the NFC North, and everybody's going to say it's Minnesota and it's Green Bay. And we'll get to Green Bay momentarily. I don't know that Green Bay is a really good team. They have a great quarterback. Yeah. But I don't know. Now, Minnesota, I'll preface this by saying that I root for a lot of teams that have found ways – to <laughs> kick me in, in yep. when I'm down. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Minnesota fans, and I wrote about this in, in, in today's Stack in the Box. I led with it. Minnesota fans always expect the absolute worst yep. thing to happen to them, at least Vikings fans, because it always is the worst possible thing that happens to them. 25 years ago, they trade for Herschel Walker. He's the final piece. This is it. They end up starting a dynasty for another team. Yep. Right? Like, the Vikings – have screwed their fans over mm-hmm. so many times. And I just wonder, like, everybody looks at the Vikings this year and says, this is it. This yeah. is it. They're the favorite. Does Kirk Cousins go out and they go 8-8? Eight and eight? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I just – do I think that's going to happen? No, like, I wouldn't bet money on that. And then the Lions are the Lions until proven otherwise. Yeah. But I just – I think you look at it and say, there's no way the Bears are going to finish anything other than in third or you know, fourth. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is, you know, in January we're like – can't believe it. The Bears are the only team that made it out of the North. Like, I'm not, again, would I bet on that? No, but I really like the direction the Bears are going. Yeah. They've given weapons to Trubisky. They have a really good running back in, in Jordan Howard and Tariq yep. Cohen, really. Cohen, yeah. Cohen's excellent. So, I like what they've done. I think the Bears are going to be a lot harder to beat this year. And for that reason, I'm intrigued by them as a team that could be interesting come December. Yeah, I mean, to your point about the Vikings and the Packers, too, the Bears aren't going to be an easy out. Nope. So you talk nope. about teams in that division. Last year it was, you know, the Lions and the Lions are still proven otherwise, like you said, and the Bears were just like, whatever, they're going to be one and done. They're trying to figure it out. So that could throw uh, some gum in the works there for, for the Packers and the, and the Vikings, specifically the Vikings who are putting – that is the most Minnesota sports thing ever, okay? <laughs> they finally get one of the best defenses ever. They got Mike Zimmer, who is literally coaching with one eye He's poked out. He's a pirate on the sideline. <laughs> And you're putting all of your eggs into the Kirk Cousins basket. That, to me, if you're just a casual football fan or a casual sports fan, that is how desperate that fan base is. That is how much they have been raked over the coals, poked and kicked while they're down. It is a boneyard of sports glory. Like, there is nothing good that happens in the middle of the 98 championship game, the 2001 championship game. All the years the Twins got bounced out by the Yankees. The Wild get to the playoffs and get eliminated in the first round. It's just a nightmare. And now Kirk Cousins is the savior? That's a lot. You're asking a lot from that guy. All I'm saying, again, I wrote about this. Please check it out. (laughs) Stag the box on fanside.com. Okay. I wrote about this to lead the column this week. And I said, Minnesota, that 
especially like the Vikings in particular, that fr- that fan mm-hmm. base is so ruined yep. from all the years of nonsense, four <laughs> Super Bowls, late 60s, early 70s, and lose them all. Yep. Okay. Uh, of course, I mean, even the Chiefs beat them. Yeah. Like, if, if that happens, you ought to fold the franchise, right? Like the Chiefs actually. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. You want a big game, yes. But then, you know, you go through in all these NFC title games and, yep. and things that have happened between Farr's pick and, and, mm-hmm. and Gary Anderson and everything else. And then last year, we're all sitting right in this office watching the miracle of Minneapolis with yep. Stephon Diggs and thinking they're going to finally do it. Yep. They have a home Super Bowl. They're at home for the game. All they've got to do is go beat Nick Foles and get beat 38-7. Oh, they were favorites. In the, listen, I'll leave it at that. But I, I just I wonder, you know, whenever it seems like you mentioned the Dream Team Eagles, mm-hmm. whenever it seems yep. like can't possibly go wrong – Things go wrong. Everybody thought the Pats were going to go undefeated last year. First game of the year, Chiefs hang yep. 42 points on him. It just, you don't know what yep. happened. Uh, but in any event, all right, so let's move on. For every team that surprises us in a positive way, yep. there's always a team that surprises us negatively, a mm. team that disappoints. Last year we talked about them. I think Seattle was one of those teams. Yep. The Packers, because of injury, to be fair, one of those teams. Dallas, certainly one of those teams. Houston, uh, you know, uh, again, injuries, 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 but the Chargers, mm-hmm. the, the Chargers, by the way, should just get a perennial <laughs> award for underachieving, but that's neither here nor there. So this year, you got to pick a team you think is going to underachieve. Who do you see as a team that you might go, what happened <clears throat> come Christmas? Uh, I'm going to stick in the AFC for this one, and we've talked about this before. Uh, the Steelers really concern me just because they've been living on borrowed time for a very, very long time. And it seems like it's finally run up, you know. Mike Tomlin, it seems every single year we're late in the season and we're wondering whether or not he has control of the locker room, which is never something that you want. He's a good enough head coach to where those things don't get out and he can kind of keep the wheels on tighter than they probably would be if somebody else was coaching. But still, they're much too loose for any sort of comfort. And then you've got the Ryan Shazier thing. That's a problem. How can they replace him? You've got the Ben Roethlisberger question. How much does he have left in the tank? How much does he actually care? Which I think is the more important question. It seems he only cares about football when it's being questioned. And then he stops caring five minutes later when the question gets forgotten. So the Steelers have too many. Le'Veon Bell, what are they doing with Le'Veon Bell? If Antonio Brown gets hurt, good night. That offense is done because you're just going to stack up on Le'Veon Bell and it's going to be over. And Ben Roethlisberger, he's going to get... The Steelers concern me greatly and... Everybody's going to be putting stock in them because they win the AFC North by default every single year. So this year, you got the Bengals. Maybe they give Marvin Lewis one last hurrah. You've got the Ravens, who we talked about as a potential sleeper team last week or a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they get it together. Steelers fans, they should be very nervous. Well, and, and as you mentioned, if Brown gets hurt, teams are just going to stack the box. Stack the box. So <laughs> I, I throw it in every time shamelessly. Um, Look, and you're right. Like, I actually agree with you on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You a couple of weeks ago said you don't even think they're going to win the division. You I don't think, think they're, they're going to make division. the playoffs. No. I, you, have, you have more guts than me on this. I am very close to being in total agreement with you. I, <laughs> I, I agree. I do not think the Steelers are long mm-hmm. for the contending circle. I just no. think they're starting to get older. Bell at this point, this is it for him and Pittsburgh. I'd be yeah. shocked if he's here after this season. Yeah. 
And if that's the case, if they can't come to a long-term deal with him by the July, I believe it's 15th deadline, they are going to ride him into the ground because they're yep. going to say, we don't care after this. Get out. We'll, yeah. we'll, go, we'll go another direction. Roethlisberger, one week he wants to play five more years. The next week he's getting ready for his retirement ceremony. You know, everybody got on far for this, and rightfully so. I am already sick of Roethlisberger, uh, yeah. and he's not even he's not even retired once <laughs> no. yet. Which, by the way, he's going to retire like eight times yeah. before he finally gives it up. But I think if any team's going to come out and, and challenge, I think it's Baltimore. Yep. Because Cincinnati, you mentioned Marvin Lewis one half, last hurrah. He's got to have a first hurrah. <laughs> yeah, Win a true. playoff game, Marv. That's true. I mean, do something. Yeah. Right. And Cleveland's going to be better because it has to be better. But I still don't see them being like no. a playoff caliber team. But the AFC is fascinating to me because the NFC is so talented. It's mm-hmm. so deep. Right, you could talk about ten teams in the NFC before you start getting into another rung. Yes, the AFC, Pat's lost a lot this year, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of discontent brewing right now in Foxborough. We we both agree on the Steelers that there's a lot to question. Yep. The Texans, the talents there, no doubt, but can they stay healthy? And then Bill you, O'Brien. And no, <laughs> yeah, and Bill O'Brien. Bortles for Jacksonville. Bortles. Can he do it again? Kansas City and Los Angeles in the West. Like, mm-hmm. I could see either team going 8-8. Eight and eight. I could see either team being a threat come playoff time. Yeah. Like, it's – the AFC, it's, you, even Tennessee, new head coach, new system, mm-hmm. who knows, right? So much that you just say, I don't know. The Raiders and Gruden, right? <laughs> I feel like I know what that – I think we know what I, that. <laughs> I feel like I know, but I feel like i got to throw that in yeah. there. Like, I, I don't – the you could give me mm-hmm. 12 teams in the AFC and say – they yeah. might end up in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. they might make a run. And I, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, every year I feel like it's either New England, Pittsburgh, or both of them in the AFC title game. Would not be shocked this year if neither is in it. So I agree with you. Pittsburgh, uh, major questions, especially <laughs> defensively. Yeah, and, you know, we, we raved last year that the NFC had such great turnover in the playoffs. Yeah. I fully expect that in the AFC this year. Now, again, like I'm picking the Steelers to not make the playoffs at all. So yep. there's, there's an extra slot in there. Who knows what's going on with the Jaguars? Maybe they regress. But – my final thing on the Steelers here is with the whole Mike Tom, is he going to lose the locker room and everything like that? Where is the mentality of that team? That Jaguars playoff game was the death nail to me. That is it. You don't go up against an inexperienced playoff team like that. An inexperienced playoff team with Blake Bortles at quarterback and get housed at home in the second round. That is not what a good team does. And to me, that is not what a team that is on the up and up looks like. That is what a team that is on the downslide. That is the beginning of the end. We're all going to go back to that in a couple of years when we're trying to diagnose when the Steelers dynasty kind of died. Well, as much as a dynasty you could call this, a dynasty of success, not necessarily a dynasty of Super Bowls. But where did it all start going downhill? And that is ground zero for everything bad that's going to happen to the Steelers this year. From Roethlisberger complaining, from Le'Veon Bell not getting used right or maybe getting overused like you're predicting, yep. to the defense not knowing what it's doing to the point where Blake Bortles carves you up. It's not correct. Like, that is the beginning of the end for me. So that is why I am so concerned about the Steelers. You know what? I'll, I'll leave it on this and we'll go to another team. But I remember not – I'll go into a little bit of the way back machine. It makes me feel old. <laughs> I remember Kansas City in 1997. They made the playoffs. They, mm-hmm. they, they were 13th reach like Pittsburgh last year. And they were the odds-on favorites to go to the Super Bowl. And they lost at home in a playoff game to Denver. And then Denver ended up winning the Super Bowl. They were a very good team. The Chiefs lost to them. And I remember as a kid feeling like, that's it for this team. Mm-hmm. Like they just run their course. They had gone to the AFC title game in 93, went to the playoffs a few years after that. But after that loss, you just – can't explain it. You just knew mm-hmm. as a fan, like, this run is just done. Yeah. And the next year, 
I believe they went seven to nine or eight and eight. They missed the playoffs, and, Sch- and Marty Schottenheimer resigned, yep. and it was it was over. They, he lost complete control of the team. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of when we watched that Pittsburgh Jacksonville game, and yep. just thinking everything lined up for Pittsburgh this year. Everything. The schedule was easy. They faced a ton of backup quarterbacks. The division's mm-hmm. terrible, and they couldn't win one playoff game at home. And it just felt like if they couldn't do it this year, they're never going to do it. No. And I so I agree with you now. I actually am going to go back to the NFC. I'm going to, get, I'm going to go back to the NFC North for a team I think might mm-hmm. disappoint, and that is Green Bay Packers. Oh. I, of course, like everybody who watches football, love Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. There's, to me, there's not a more talented quarterback in the league. Yeah. And when he's right, you can make an argument he's the best quarterback in the league. So this is not a referendum on him, because I think he'll come back and he'll be healthy. Yeah. Their roster stinks. I, I, think, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think, like, like people don't look at it closely enough because they just look at Rodgers and they say, ah, he'll win 13 games. And maybe he will. I mean, he does. He, right, right. Like, maybe he'll do it again. But I look at that roster and just think, where's the help? Mm. You know, look, it, I, I think you look at them. They got rid of Jordy Nelson. Okay, fine. Randall Cobb's not lived up to his contract. Nope. They have no ability to run the ball. Their offensive line's okay. David Bakhtiari, Brian Balog are very good players, but the interior of the line can be had, mm-hmm. all right? I, McCarthy and Rodgers, it's going to the second one of them leaves, there's going to be a bunch of hit pieces coming oh, yeah. out. They hated each other. They didn't support each other. I have a lot of questions about the Packers. Mm-hmm. Look, Devontae Adams, he may become a star receiver. We'll see. I still have to see it. Uh, but they don't have – they signed Jimmy Graham. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. Like, Jimmy Graham, since he's left New Orleans, has not been the same guy. And yeah. I, I like him in the red zone, but between the 20s, eh. Defensively, <laughs> defensively, yeah. man, you're relying a lot on two rookie corners. Yeah. You are relying big time on Jair Alexander and, and Josh Jackson mm-hmm. to hold down the fort. And if they don't or one of them gets hurt, you're screwed. Yep. Because there is nobody else. They can't cover anybody. Mm-hmm. I love HaHa Clinton Dix in the backfield at free safety, mm-hmm. but they lost Morgan Burnett, didn't replace him. Micah Hyde left a few years ago. He's a very versatile piece. Yep. Okay. And up front, they got guys, but like Clay Matthews is older and now is, has a broken nose because he got hit catch. in the face during a celebrity <laughs> softball game, right? So you got that going on. Nick Perry's a good player, but he's never become yeah. the guy. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's very right? Like, bland, vanilla. Yeah, he's, 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 just, he's never taken that step. Yeah. Sheldon Richardson, okay, fine. But Sheldon Richardson had one sack last year for Seattle. Like, we're mm-hmm. not talking about a guy who's, who's an all-pro. Yep. Excuse me, not Sheldon. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson. Yep. Muhammad Wilkerson. Um, but he's somebody who's coming off a, a meh year with yep. the Jets. I just – I look at the Packers, and I say to myself, for years they got by because mm-hmm. Rodgers is great and that division stunk. That division doesn't stink anymore. No. That conference is really good, and he's not enough anymore. Mm-hmm. To just say, well, you know, we're going to win 11 games. Yeah, well, you're in a conference now that, guess what? There's a lot of teams with really good quarterbacks. So I really question if Green Bay is all that they're cracked up to be. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to is the reason they will go 11-5 and five or Oh, if they do, there's no question. But it's everybody else around him is the reason they're going to lose the four and then the fifth in the playoffs or the you know, whatever, how many ever games they lose. Sure. They go 12-4. But – yeah, I agree with you completely. It's it's frustrating to me that, and I understand kind of Aaron Rodgers' frustrations too when he comes out and says these petty things in the press. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't agree with this move. I don't agree with that move. They don't consult me about this, which is, you know, there's an extent to that. But at the same time, he is 
by far the best quarterback in football, I would say. If you put him on any roster, he has the ability to take that roster to the Super Bowl, including this one, as bad as the pieces are around him. But the problem is the pieces around him and the for some reason the lack of motivation to put better pieces around him. Like if you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and you're not doing everything you can to yeah. put the best weapons next not the most affordable weapons not the most you know this fits the system right now weapons the best weapons to win the super bowl every single year you're not doing it right like uh, new england a couple years ago you got tom brady same conversation he can take and what you know a core of any wide receivers to the super bowl it doesn't matter what do they do they go out and they pay top dollar for a keep to leave and bring him in they go out and get darrell Rivas, and these are big contracts that they're giving out okay what are the Packers doing? They don't do that. Like the biggest free agent contract that they went out and got was Julius Peppers. Yep. And it worked out. What yeah, a concept. Great. Great and it's that. like they're so anemic yeah. with the budget in Green Bay. I don't understand what you're doing. It is irresponsible to me to be a franchise, have the best quarterback in football, and say, yeah, that's good enough. It's not yeah. good enough because you got one Super Bowl. You should have more. Aaron Rodgers should have more than one Super Bowl ring, and he doesn't. And that to me, we talk about. A lot of what ifs in NFL history. Dan Marino never got a Super Bowl. Yep. This and that. Aaron Rodgers getting finishing his career with one Super Bowl is going to be one of the biggest football tragedies as we look historically at the game because he's so much better than that. And shame on the people of Wisconsin for supporting that. <laughs> he's Trent Dilfer. He, oh. yeah, <laughs> no, and he's not, by the way. Uh, but Super Bowl rings will tell you that they are equal. Yeah. Uh, no, look, I, and I agree with you. Like now, now Brian Gutekunst has come and he's replaced Ted Thompson. Yep. Thompson would flat out say they never signed anybody. Gutekunst, they did sign a few guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, Muhammad Olkerson, as we talked about, Jimmy Graham. A great draft, but, too. But, and a very good draft. I'm a yep. big fan of what they did this offseason. The problem is, is they're undoing sins of the Thompson regime. Yep. That's the problem. Like, I'm all in with what Gutekunst did this offseason. Mm -hmm. Make no bones about it. But Thompson let this roster get old, yep. let it decay. You have a hard time fixing that in mm -hmm. one offseason. And I'm with you. Look. You have Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if you go into cap hell for 20 years after this, okay? Because chances are Deshaun Kaiser, who's the future right now, <laughs> that ain't going to work oh, out well, God. okay? Wow. You might as well be in cap hell. I don't, like, to me, I'm signing everybody and mm -hmm. front-loading the crap out of the deals because you need to get out front of the situation and say, look, you know what? We've got maybe four or five years left. Mm -hmm. We're going for broke yep. every year. And you're right. Not only have they only won one Super Bowl with them, they've only been to one. Yep. That's yeah. a disgrace. Yep. Like I am in total. Look, if they had gotten a four and lost to Brady, if you said fine, mm -hmm. you've been to one Super Bowl. They should have gone to the second one. Yeah, but Seattle game. Seattle. <laughs> oh, I will never forget watching that game and watching Russell Wilson throw four picks. It was awful. And then somehow I watching that that onside kick the get onside dropped. Onside kick. And just I, I'm trying to remember the guy's name that dropped it. I'll, ah, let it let it die. I'm, I'm sure he's happy we've all. Yeah, forgotten. let it die. Poor guy. I've never felt so bad for a guy. You know, people blame him like they don't have a defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, how about stopping someone? But in any event, and that brings us so full circle to it, like their defense stinks. Mm -hmm. It I does. No, now they bring in Mike Pettin. Okay, he's going to replace Dom Capers. Their defense still stinks. It like was bad the year they won the Super Bowl, too. I they mean, have never had a good defense. Like their, their defense, and that defense, for once, so you looked at it and said, hey, they got B.J. Raji, they got Ryan yep. Pickett. Well, Pickett got old. Raji got, got fat and he, out of the league. Yep. And it went south. Like, mm -hmm. that was an older defense. It was built for that year. Nick yep. Collins got hurt. Sam Shields moves on. Charles Woodson got Charles old. Woodson. Right, so... Look, the Packers, to me, I'm not sitting here saying I don't think they can go to the playoffs, whatever, but I think people are going to look at them as a Super Bowl contender. I don't see that. Mm -mm. They're not good enough defense. They're not going to hang with Philly. Philadelphia is going to stop them yep. with that defense. Minnesota is going to stop them Big time. with that defense. And I got to tell you, if the Saints play them, 
The Saints Ooh, are a better team that's good, yeah. than, than Green Bay because Green Bay is not going to stop them. Mm-hmm. And the Saints get a few stops. Atlanta is a better team right now. Yep. Okay, and if the Rams mesh, the Rams oh, have God, a ridiculous yeah. defense. Yeah. So I got questions about them. The last thing we got to get to, we've talked about teams that could surprise. Yep. Good and bad. One team that is not going to surprise because it can't <laughs> go worse is Cleveland. And I wanted to talk about them at the end because you know what? A lot of times, look, we've bashed Cleveland. Last mm-hmm. year, I felt like every time we did a podcast, I said, I'm not going to get on Cleveland. Yeah, well, and then we would right get on. to their game, and I would just rail against <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackson, which I'm probably still going to. But this offseason, I feel like the Browns had a plan and they executed it. Mm-hmm. They went out. They draft Baker Mayfield number one. Yep. And look, we'll see how that pans out, but that's what they did. Yep. Denzel Ward fourth. Surprised a lot of people. Ohio State kid, he stays in state. Yep. Got Tyrod Taylor. Got Jarvis Landry. This is a team that on paper, they just they just signed Michael Kendricks, linebacker mm-hmm. from Philly, to cut. cut. I'm not saying I think this is a playoff team. It's not. But I do think this is a team that for the first time in a long time, you look at and say, they're, they're not a total embarrassment. Like, yeah. This is a team that you can get put on a field and not feel ashamed by. And that's that's really the end game here. And that is that's the biggest win. That, that ought they, to be the title of the yearbook. We're not ashamed. It's it's uh, yeah. And I I feel like we were very pro Cleveland last year. We were just anti Hugh Jackson and what they were doing, which is the ultimate unfortunateness of this is the fans fill that stadium every single Sunday. They have to deal with this. And finally, for once, not ashamed. <laughs> we'll see if it works out, too. So, Baker Mayfield, it is what it is. It's the reality that we live in. We'll just have to see if it works out. Again, my biggest problem with it all is I don't think Hugh Jackson is the guy to do it, just because of what we saw last year. Okay, I kind of had confidence with him coming into the year last year because he was getting a bad rap, and he did have a little bit of a history of being able to right certain ships. You know, in, in Cincinnati, he worked his way up, was working there. Didn't work out so much in Oakland, but he did have some good moments. He I actually thought he did a good job in Oakland. They were just so impatient. They fired him. Yeah, there, you know, there was that infamous game after Al Davis died with the Texans. Yep. and you know, So he was, a, he was not a bad head coach. It was just last year he was you know, JV-level terrible. And just the way that he treated Deshaun Kaiser – baptism by fire thinking it was the old school mentality was going to work and it doesn't work we'll see if he tries that again with baker mayfield who you know deshaun kaiser i'm not going to say he's pushover or anything like that but he didn't necessarily push back when hugh jackson everybody was coming after him you think baker mayfield's going to take well to getting benched in the middle of a game you don't think he's going to be doing things on the sideline you don't think that's going to become a distraction and also memo to hugh jackson they drafted baker mayfield number one overall not you. So guess who's going first if there's problems? Well, here, so Here's my feeling on all this, okay? Hugh Jackson's not lasting a Halloween on that job, <laughs> it does. okay? It, because good. Sashi Brown brought him in, and Sashi Brown yeah. is no longer with that team. And I've gotten skewered on Twitter because I said mm-hmm. Sashi Brown's an atrocious general manager. Mm-hmm. They stockpile all these assets, and that's great. But they had 30-some-odd draft picks the last couple of years and haven't yeah. done anything with it. Now, that being said, John Dorsey's in town, okay? I yep. got a close look at John Dorsey in Kansas City. Now, John Dorsey yep. with the cap, not great. All right, he <laughs> will sign guys to contracts. Like, what is he doing? So hopefully they rectify that in Cleveland. But that man can draft. Yep. You look at the Chiefs roster right now. Mm-hmm. Look how many guys, and if you want to include Marcus Peters on that, okay, look how many guys they drafted who are all pro players. John Dorsey knows what he's doing mm-hmm. in the draft. I have no questions about that. So that's why I give them the benefit of the doubt with Mayfield. They also brought in Tyrod Taylor. Yep. 
Taylor to me, he's got one year left on his deal. They should play him until they're totally out of it, then play Mayfield. Yep. Okay, there's no reason to rush him. Here's the other side of this. If they can Jackson, they're one and six and they fire him. Todd Haley's the offensive coordinator. Yep. Todd Haley's going to be the head coach of that mm-hmm. team at some point. Now, look, like, Todd Haley and Baker Mayfield, that is either a great marriage <laughs> or that is a train wreck, yep. depending upon how they – because Todd Haley takes no prisoners. But I watched Todd Haley get a division championship <laughs> out of Matt Castle, okay? Wow. He is a good head coach. And you mentioned earlier Lynch and Shanahan working mm-hmm. in, in harmony in, in San Francisco. The only reason Haley got fired in Kansas City was because Scott Pioli hated his mm-hmm. guts. That is it. Todd Haley did a good job in Kansas he City. Did. He got he really railroaded did. out of there. I think he deserves another shot. And where better than in Cleveland, I think that would be a great fit now. The North is not a great division. Mm-hmm. So I think Cleveland, like, there's a reason to believe they could win five games this year. Yeah. And you say, oh, 5-11, big deal. 5-11 after 1-31, yeah. it's not bad, right? Like, that's a good improvement. So if you're a Browns fan, I'm excited for you. And last thing I'll say on this, you mentioned Browns fans kept coming out. We do the Fandom 250 here at Fansided mm-hmm. every year, okay? It's the top 250 fan bases in the world. And it's, it's sports, it's entertainment, it's, it's everything. The Browns have made the list for each of the first years we've done them. Why? Browns have great fans. That is, a, that, that, that is a fan base <laughs> that endures. Every time I drive home from Chicago to New York, I go through Cleveland, and I see their stadium, mm-hmm. and, I, and I stop on the side of the road, and I pour out my water for them. <laughs> I, I, you know, you can force me to get a can of, can of beer there in that situation, but I pour out my, my Dasani. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for them. Browns fans, you're holding firm in the fandom through 50 because yeah. you deserve better – than the crap that you've gotten. And so I expect the Browns to make a move up this year, to yeah. no longer be the disgrace they've been for so many years since getting that franchise back in 1999. Yeah, it takes a, a hardcore fan base to co-sign for 2-14 and 14 and be like, you know what, we're going in the right place. And in that weather. And in that it's way. not like you're sitting out in Miami yeah. where it's like, ah, 1-15, but it's 90 degrees in December. You're freezing your backside off in yeah. October. Yeah. God bless those people. Wow, to watch them lose the you know, some crap team from wherever. Uh, I'll end it on this, though, with my Browns thing. Todd Haley, I do like this idea of him becoming the head coach. How perfect would in. it be? You know, make it happen, John Dorsey. You fire Hugh Jackson the week before the Pittsburgh game. You install <laughs> Todd Haley. That'd be incredible. Win number one of the season. And that, you know, we're talking about the Steelers, the ground, the ground zero point where we look at where they fell off is that Jaguars game. Could you imagine? The Todd Haley dynasty coach moment starts against the Steelers with the Browns. I, Give me that all day, every day. By the way, if, if that ever happened, that game plan could be the no Fs given game. <laughs> they would blitz Roethlisberger every play. They oh, would, my God. The whole idea of that game, they wouldn't care if they lost by 50. Uh-huh. They would just try to break his legs. Okay, it would be. And then he beats him with the dink and dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Todd Haley. That would Carry be, him off, Buddy Ryan style. That'd be incredible. Oh, I would, I'm more than here for that <laughs> scenario. On that note, we want to thank our sponsor over at Fanatics real yep. quick, okay? Fanatics, a great partner here at Fanside. And if you go to fansided.fanatics.com and you, anything you buy, 20% off on shipping mm-hmm. if you use the code Fansided. Yep. So want to thank them. Always here with us. Always a great partner. And again, thank you if you're watching us on YouTube or on our, on our uh, fan-sided Facebook page. And of course, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. And hey, drop us a line. Always Josh yeah. or myself on Twitter or through email. By all means, go ahead and do it. I'm always happy to hear from you. So 
Another week of stacking the box in the books. We'll be back next Monday for Josh Hill. I am Matt Verderam. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard. Day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's Backyard to prove Progressive has 24-7 protection has a rip in it. But a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington says she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now. That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.